What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, February 2nd, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 292. How the hell are you, everybody? I hope everybody had a nice time. In between shows, everybody is doing well. I have an absolute doozy of a show for you guys today. Uh, so many cool things to uh, to talk about. A lot of things to cover. I saw uh, two movies. Uh, so I want to um, review those two movies. I loved both of them, actually. I uh, thought they were awesome. So I'm going to talk about those on the show. I am going to do my Super Bowl pick, which has kind of changed. I've been going back and forth with this fucking Super Bowl, man. And um, who knows, it might even change by the end of the podcast because I, you know, I, once I'm like, ah, you know, I think Atlanta, you know, Atlanta's to offense. And I'm like, no, dude, Tom Brady and the coach is going to take the best players from Atlanta out of the game. And uh, no, I think Atlanta could actually maybe beat them by a lot. Uh, maybe the Patriots are going to blow them out. I'm all over the map with this. So hopefully, hopefully by the end of the show, I will uh, have... <laughs> I will have uh, my final pick um, of the uh, Super Bowl 51, which uh, is only a couple of days away, which is awesome, man. It's like a holiday. Super Bowl Sunday is a holiday. Uh, I'm sure in many houses, I could promise you it is in the Verzi house. It's going to be awesome. Um, looking forward to it very much. Uh, also, my unacceptable, of course, which happened recently, um, your guys' unacceptables, and a huge... Huge announcement on the show. Uh, probably one of the, uh, and it's not really uh, my career. This announcement is more for you. This m- announcement is more for the Verzi Effect uh, loyalists, the faithful, the uh, podcast listeners who have been waiting uh, and um, hoping for more content. Well, that is going to be coming out. Uh, it got launched today. Uh, it got worked on yesterday. It is launched today, so you guys are going to be able to do that. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to do that right now at the top of the show, and then I will do it again at the uh, at the end of the show. But first, before I do get into this announcement, I do want to shout out the sponsors. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services. Coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers out there uh, that there is, uh, he's dedicated uh, almost 18 years uh, to training these dogs, uh, good dogs, old dogs, young dogs, whatever, man. He just makes the dog um, better for the family and can really take a dog that many people would say, nah, this isn't working and put him all, you know, in a in a shelter and who knows, and he could just change it and um, turn it around for you. He really can. He's uh, helped out my dog a lot. He's going to help out my dog even more, but uh, check him out. Coach Mike and City Living Dog Services, uh, CityLivingDog.com. Uh, check out his um, Facebook. He does Facebook Live training. You could check him out on um, his YouTube channel, which is amazing. Awesome clips on there. And um, all the other um, social media outlets, uh, Facebook, uh, you know, Instagram, and all that. So please check out Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com. Check out all of his uh, clips. Also, All Things Comedy, guys. AllThingsComedy.com for your favorite best podcasts. 
Check those out. Also, All Things Records for amazing comedy albums. They have more video content that's going to be coming out, I believe. Uh, a big announcement with them as well. They are amazing to the comedian. I could tell you firsthand. Lloyd, shut the fuck up. I'm doing something here. I swear to God, I don't know why I have fucking animals. You know, you ever just ask myself, no, now he's licking my hand. I don't know why I have fucking animals. I really don't. I love animals. I get it. Of course I do. I got two cats. I got a fucking dog. I got a goldfish. Why? Every time I do something, there's something. They fucking need something. It's like I got kids. What the f- I want to open my door and just let my fucking animals go. Be like, look, I love you guys. Great. Get the fuck out of here. I am done. I'm telling you this right now. I love how I'm doing this after I just plugged City Living Dog. When, when my, I'm done after this shit. Okay. After this shit with the dog and the cats, I don't think I'm going back. I am going to like the other day, I'll give you an example. The other day, nobody was at my house. Okay. My daughter was at daycare. My son was at school. My wife was at work. I didn't have anything to do. I was tired. I wanted to rest. I had to go to the city at night to perform and I'm just laying in bed and I closed my eyes and I started to feel my body rest and I got into that Zen mode and then I hear the fucking animals. One's banging on a door. My cats are banging on the fucking door like there's a, like there is a hostage who's trying to get out begging for help. I got these 12 year old fucking lions running around my house. This cat is banging on the door as if a person is going, let me the fuck out. He's holding me here. I swear to God, you think you're going to open the door and it's just going to be some fucking chick, you know, like with a blindfold and a gag in her mouth, fucking begging to get out like she's, you know, I, I, it's unbelievable. I've never seen my, my one cat like starts turning the doorknob with his paw the dog is barking or growling if he fucking smells a deer outside. He's going fucking nuts. I can't. I'm done. I'm done with this shit. No, but isn't it great to have a companion? No. You know what? I got fucking friends. All right? I got friends that are companions. Okay? That I don't have to fucking feed. It's unbelievable. Anyway, go to allthingscomedy.com, everybody. Uh, for <laughs> Go to allthingscomedy.com. And uh, you can um, check out amazing podcasts like this one. You can check out amazing albums like uh, the Verzi. I mean, like uh, Night at the Stand, number one on iTunes, number four on Billboard. Don't forget it, baby. Um, so check out allthingscomedy.com. Now, guys, I have a big announcement. I've been waiting to uh, to announce this for a while now, actually. I've actually... Um, talked about it when I said that there was going to be more than just the free podcast. Well, now it is official, and somebody apparently found out that I was on this thing and already, uh, you know, subscribed to it. So, for you people that don't know, I will let you know. Um, I am now officially a creator on um, Patreon.com. Now, what Patreon is, is Patreon is a place, and I said this before, and I want to, and by the way, it's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. So you could check that out, and then you search the Verzi effect. Here's what it is, okay? Um, I said 
six years ago when I started the Verza Effect podcast. And by the way, I know many people listening to this have been aboard for six years. There's actually some people that have been listening to my ass for six years. I know a lot of people, and we had a really big surge in the show probably like three years in. And uh, I know I have amazing loyal listeners. And what did I say? I said when other podcasts were saying, oh, you know, and I'm not knocking any of them because some of them are my friends. I'm not knocking them at all, okay, at all. But they were like, oh, you know, if you want to send donations, if you want to send whatever to the show, you know, keep the lights on and, you know, get for the equipment and studio stuff and all that stuff. And I said, I'm never doing that. I said, if I do the Verzi Effect podcast, I am going to just do it um, and give give free content out there and do one free show. And I am sticking to that. However, I did announce last year that if you wanted extra content and extra shows, I was going to do that. So... What I've decided to do and what I have done now is uh, I have gone on to uh, Patreon. What Patreon is, is you choose the tier of what you want to pay and then that's what you will get. So, for example, this is what it is. I left a, um, a donator, so there's like a donation thing. And... Um, I left and, and I made tears for you. But what you will get is this right now. If you just don't have, if you just don't want to spend more than a dollar, then a dollar, instead of just taking a dollar for a donation for these ex, for this extra work for other people, you still got to get something. So for one dollar, you'll just get like a, you'll get a digital poster. You'll get like a fucking digital uh, Verzi Effect unacceptable poster that you get physically. I'll just, I'll just send that to you so you could have it on your computer and it's just basically like a donation. Some people were like, ah, just do a dollar donation for, you know, whatever, just to like, you know, help. And I'm like, no, they got to get something. So for a dollar, whatever, uh, a month, you a dollar a month. And, uh, and I'll, I'm going to figure out other stuff that like little cool, like knickknack, stupid bullshit things I could send or whatever. Uh, like obviously digitally, whatever I can do like digitally. Yeah. Um, but for right now, it would be the it would be the poster. Um, okay, now for the extra content, here's what it is: for three dollars per month, for three dollars per month, here's what you would get: you will have access to additional TV e- episodes. You will receive one to two additional episodes per week, plus all previous rewards. That is for three dollars a month. You will get. Me doing at least another podcast, maybe two, but I could add like 10 or 15 minute ones. Um, th- those are minimum. And and it would be maybe you see an interview with me and another comedian. And this is going to happen weekly. So there's going to be multiple things going on every week with TVE. Uh, a lot more stuff. For $5 a month, you will get... Um, obviously, you'll still get the one to two episodes more. There's going to be additional news and updates and inside information that I will not be able to give uh, or would I give on the regular show. So if things are going on in the works, if there's things that you guys see me allude to but I can't get to, this will be on the thing. You will also get one to two extra podcasts in that week and all previous and all previous uh, rewards. So the digital poster and all that stuff. Okay, now for $10 a month, all right? And this is all set up now. You guys can go right now. I'm going to tell you exactly how to go to it. But for $10 a month, 
you will receive video content from me. Okay, you will receive video content, unacceptables, rants, and other additional video posts, plus one to two extra podcasts, okay, inside um, uh, additional news and inside updates and all that stuff, and obviously the digital poster, which is all previous rewards. Now, that is the uh, video content. Okay, so the first one is the digital poster for a dollar. The next one is extra content for three dollars. The next one is $5 inside access, what I just uh, mentioned before, $10 video content plus everything else, the extra podcast. Now, the acceptable package is for $20, and you guys go whatever you want, you know what I mean? But this is just, well, these are just tiers and these are just options, okay? I'm actually open to other tiers and other options if you have them, and I'm going to also have stuff on here for advertisers. Now... The acceptable package is for $20 a month. You will get comped tickets to a show for two people. Uh, there will be 20% off of all merchandise. There will be a meet and greet. There will be one to two extra podcasts. There will be video content. You will get to poster everything else that you read, that I read before. And finally, guys, the epic package, okay? This is for $50, Per month, okay, you got to be a diehard for $50 a month, but this is what you will get. You will get a couple of special guest appearances on the Verzi Effect. So you diehards, I love to sit down, we'll talk, okay. You will get comp show tickets up to four people when I headline. You will get 50% off of all merchandise, any and all merchandise, albums, okay. If anything special goes on DVD, the, the unacceptable t-shirt, which is going to be coming out, the poster, okay, all that stuff, plus one to two extra podcasts a week, video content, uh, all kinds of, basically all previous rewards. So I will reiterate this. I know it's a lot to take in, so I will say it again. You, if you, this is not going to make you not listen to the regular podcast. If you don't want to spend a dime, I'm keeping my word. You will have the regular Verzi Effect podcast like you always do, like you've had for six years, okay? I'm not taking donations for that. You will always get the one for free. However, if you want additional content, video content, extra stuff, comps, discounted merchandise, I am now doing that on Patreon.com. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot com where you donate and I do the work. I do more work and I put out more shows and only the people who get a tier will have access to this. This is only for the people that subscribe to this. So this is like an exclusive kind of TVE club and it is just for you. And there are tiers for a dollar, for three dollars, for five dollars, for ten dollars, for twenty dollars, and for fifty dollars. You choose and that's it and that's what you get. It is an amazing, an amazing um, service. People already saw that I was on it before I did the podcast and announced it and already started to, to donate, which is so cool. I didn't even announce it yet. Um, and you will get from, you know, every, except the dollar. The dollar, you just get a digital poster and it's like a donation, but I'm not just going to take it and not do anything. So you'll just get a digital poster. Everybody who donates a dollar a month to the, to this program will get, you know, will get a, a digital poster for the TVE Verzi Effect unacceptable poster. Um, but then if you want an extra podcast, uh, up one to two extra, it would be, um, 
$3 a month and you get access to that. If you want to um, get like kind of like secretive access shit that like nobody really knows unless, you know, stuff like that, that's going to be on the uh, $5 one with, um, with uh, you know, obviously one to two. You're always getting one to two free episode podcasts. Uh, then $10, you'll get video content, unacceptable videos and stuff like that. Uh, $20 is um, comp tickets for two when I'm in your town, a meet and greet, 20% off all merchandise, the poster, and the um, and all, all previous rewards, the, the podcast and all. And then the final one, the big one, is uh, if for $50 a month, you will be on the show uh, at least twice a year as a guest. You'll get comp tickets uh, to a show up to four people that I headline, uh, 50% off of merchandise, and all previous rewards. So um, you guys have that option. You want to give a dollar? Fine. Donate it, whatever. You get a digital poster. You want to do three? You'll get more. You want to do five? You'll get more, and it just goes on like that. So check out patreon.com. This is starting next week. The content will be up. So the more subscribers and the subscribers that come in this week, boom, you're going to have access to, uh, to more stuff next week and it's just going to keep coming. Um, I want to thank everybody in advance for all the listening that you've done up until this point. And if you do want new extra cool stuff, you know, and, and, uh, and even if you guys go on the lowest, man, that's fine. I mean, those other options are just, just there for you. I'm not asking for anything, um, other, you know, than whatever you want to give and, and that will, that work will get done. I'm doing it anyway. So, um, that's it. That will be an exclusive TVE club. I hope you guys join. I hope you guys, um, even if you guys, you know, do minimum ones or either way, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to be doing two, uh, one to two extra podcasts and that's going to include awesome interviews with comedians, some of your favorite comedians, some of the biggest comedians, actors, musicians. There's going to be a ton of cool shit on this thing, man. I'm really excited about it. Um, I am building a uh, TVE, a big TVE studio in my house. We're going to be working on that and it's just going to be awesome and there's going to be a lot more content. I'm taking the show to another level and uh, I hope you guys come with me, especially the, uh, you know, the diehards, man. But I, I, there's been so many people that have been coming on to the show uh, lately as far as listening and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. There's even a message for you guys when you go here. Uh, I write about the TVE podcast listeners and everything like that. And it's time to uh, it's time to go, man. It's time to take it to another level. So, And I think the first week I'm definitely going to do two more shows. So um, if you subscribe to this, the $3 one, not the, the, only the dollar one doesn't get you more shows. The $3 one um, is, is you will get. Uh, so, so in other words, if you subscribe to the $3 one, Okay, uh, you are going to get uh, two more podcasts uh, next week uh, on top of this free one. And I don't know what those are going to be. Those will be like, you know, interviews or just cool stuff. It might not even be the same format as this show. It's just going to be a ton of different stuff, a whole different kind of uh, look. But it's going to be, you know, probably me and my comedian friends just doing dumb, funny shit that you guys will like and talking a lot of shit. All right. And then it, the, the packages just go up. So please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. 
and search the Verzi Effect and subscribe today. It is open right now. As soon as you hear this, you could see the tears. It is open right now. Come one, come all, and let's get this done. I am really curious to see, um, you know, how many of you guys jump on this thing, and I'm so excited to do more podcasts for you guys and get it going. I said I would, so let's do it. All right. Um, there we, I know people are like Patreon. How the fuck do you spell that? I don't have a pen. It's P A T R E O N. The Verzi effect, and you'll see the Verzi effect logo and all that stuff. My wife put like my picture <laughs> pictures of me when I was a little kid on a couple of them. Uh, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, man, I was the fucking man when I was younger. You know, I'm looking at a picture of me and like just like the way I dressed and everything. It's like and it looks like my son. It's uh, like a darker version of my son. But anyway, you could see all those pictures, too. So um, check it out. All right. There we go. I'm really excited about it now. People are like, all right, yeah, I'm not paying shit. All right. Just do these fucking do this show. Make me fucking laugh. All right. My boss is breathing down my throat in this shithole. And I got to listen to you, all right, and your new fucking little... Yeah, well, you do have to listen to me, all right, because I'm doing more fucking shows now that I'm excited about. And you've been there with me. All right, guys, here we go. What should we talk about? Should I get into the... Um... Oh, I want to thank Vinny Mark for having me. I, I went to that Albany gig that I drove to early. Remember, I drove to fucking Albany. Wednesday to only find out that the show was Saturday. Well, I actually went to the gig Saturday. And guess what? The funny thing, when you drive to a gig that is the right schedule time, yeah, the people are there. I went in there. There was almost 400 people in the crowd. And um, I'm not going to lie. This crowd was wild. I show up to this fucking place and there's like 370 people deep drinking before the show. Loud, noisy. You know, this is like upstate, a little outskirts of Albany, like near the, you know, uh, not even Saratoga or like Saugerties area or like just this place was fucking far. And um, no, no, I'm sorry, not Saugerties, like like Saratoga outside that area. Like and it was nice. The people I can't I can't lie. The people were nice and the pe- people were respectful at this gig. But holy shit, there was people in like hunting gear. There was some people in like fucking camouflage and um you know I did I went I went political early because I could tell this crowd was just rowdy and waiting for it and I went into some Trump stuff and uh people were clapping and going nuts for Trump and I was like okay we are definitely upstate because you know you do that shit in New York you talk about Trump you could feel the room you could feel the people fucking tighten up and get crazy but so much fun and it was funny because I was on this stage and the stage, the right part of the stage was like not secure. It was like kind of, it was something wrong and it kind of like sunk in a little bit while I was on. Like not to the point where I'd get hurt, but it's just like something with the wood. And these two fucking big like burly fucking upstate dudes got up and like fixed it. They were <laughs> just fixed it during the show and then went back to their seats. And I, I, I mean, I made jokes about it. It was so funny. But, like, these guys were just so on top of it. And I had such a good time with the people. It was a great crowd. So uh, anybody there that listens to the show, thank you so much. I had such a great time. Thank you to the hilarious comedian and such a nice guy, one of the nicest people I met in this business, Vinnie Mark, um, for having me. 
come there. Vinny's been doing comedy for a long time. Vinny actually opened up for Rodney Dangerfield at Caesars Palace back in the day. So I want to thank him for having me. And uh, that was awesome. A um, lot of shit going on. A lot of protesting. And, you know, I heard some people going, well, you know, everybody's getting sick of the political stuff, which is a good thing. Because if people are getting sick of the political stuff, it means it's going to stop. But I don't see people getting sick of it. I did, like in the last day or so, see the Facebook stuff dying down, thank God. But just the protest after protest. And here's my thing about protesting, like, I get it. I mean, a a peaceful protest is something that you have the right to do. Um, I truly believe that if you're doing a non-peaceful, violent protest and you're breaking windows, anything that comes your way, you should get. I'm not even trying to be fucking funny here. I'm being dead serious. If you're breaking windows, if you're throwing gates and metal fucking blockade gates through fucking Starbucks windows, and you're throwing rocks at police and you're upset, dude, if they fucking plow you down, you deserve it. I believe that. I know some people don't. Fuck you. All right? I have no problem with people walking down the street peacefully, holding up a sign for what they believe in. Okay? I don't really do it, but if somebody does that, all right, I that's their right. In this country, you have the right to do that without being harmed or hurt or killed or anything like that. I'm talking about these people that put on masks and throw shit through windows, throw rocks at cops, try to fucking like beat people down with their signs and shit like that. Dude, those people need to be plowed the fuck down and made an example of. That's what I think. And like whatever happened to being mad alone? Remember those days when you were mad alone? You were just in your house like, ah, fuck this. And you opened the refrigerator and you just grabbed orange juice. And you're like, ah, we're all fucked. And you poured yourself a drink and and you went and you watched TV and you forgot about it for a little while and you enjoyed yourself. Whatever happened to that? Everybody's just pissed. Every little fucking thing. Everybody's so pissed off. Well, it's not little, Paul. I mean, so-and-so. Well, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think people, I don't think anything has happened yet. Where you should be so mad where you're throwing chairs through windows of restaurants. How is that not the crate that, like, that's more damaging than anything that's going on? Unbelievable. Unfucking believable, man. You know, people are just getting, people are just getting nuts and people are just, and it just needs to stop already. It's getting ridiculous, I think. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I can't remember one time I was like, I need to go protest. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I never did. And I, I you know what? I'm, I'm too lazy to do it. Even if I wanted to do it, I wouldn't go to it. Even if I was like, they are 100% right. I would just be like, yeah, you do that. And then I would like, my feet would be up on the couch. And I'd be like, all right, then I'm going to fucking, you know, watch highlights. I'm putting ESPN on. Like, I'm not going out. <laughs> I'm not going out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go march through the rain in the cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go marching around in 20 degree weather in January and February, yelling. I'm, I'm just not. It's just not anything that I'm. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what would make me do that. I don't know. Have you, have you protest? And if you protest, this is all I ask. If you listen to my show and you protest things and stuff, and, you know, that's totally fine. That's totally your right. Just do it peacefully. Do it peacefully. Don't fucking hurt anybody or 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 get a criminal record because you just can't handle what's going on. You're throwing shit through windows. I mean, just enough is enough. 
Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand going to something that's supposed to be peaceful and then having it turn into that. As I sip my, my uh, lemon-lime seltzer here. I'm going to do my unacceptable, then I'm going to read your guys' unacceptables. My unacceptable just happened at the supermarket by my home. Here's what happened. I'm walking around the supermarket, okay, minding my business, you know, getting a couple of things, but I had a cart because I don't, you know, I've always used to make that mistake. You ever make that mistake when you go to a supermarket and you're like, I don't need a cart, I'm only getting a few things. And then 10 seconds later, you're holding like a fucking, you got like two things of <laughs> paper towels. You got dog food. By the end of it, like you're biting the corner of a box of garbage bags because you don't have any more arms or room to hold anything. And you're just thinking, why the fuck? And you're thinking you still could do it. And you're fighting the decision that you made. Um, so I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get a big ass cart for two items just to be comfortable. And I do that. I go in and I get my dog food and I get my cat food again because the animals are running it. That's the other thing. That's the other thing about animals. Think about that. How good these fucking animals have it. You can't even rest in your... I can't rest in my house without my dog, my cat, something. And by the time they're all taken care of and I get the shit that I needed to get done, the kids are coming home, the wife is coming home, and then I got to go to work. But you go into a supermarket and the and the animals make you fucking get them. You got to go get them food. Then you feed them. Then you take, like, how good does an animal have it? So I get all that shit. I get everything for the cats, the dog. We needed some paper towels. We needed a mil- well, some milk. And then I'm like, oh, last year, last year, just to my kids like, last year, we um we got Super Bowl balloons for the for the living room when we watched the game. So they're football shaped balloons, and last year the last year Super Bowl was the Broncos and the Panthers. So one balloon was the Broncos logo, the other balloon was the Panthers logo, and the middle balloon was a big football that said Super Bowl Fifty. So I'm in the same place. They have them again. They have the Falcons balloon, they have the Patriots balloon, and then they have a big football balloon that says Super Bowl Fifty One. So they're already, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just get them now. The Super Bowl's a couple of days away. I'll get them now. So I walk over to that area, and they have the balloons where the ladies do the, uh, where the lady behind there does the, the florist. She's cutting the, you know, she's cutting the stems of all these flowers, and she's sitting there, and I notice nobody's there. But this station is right next to the pharmacy, and the pharmacy is open. So I'm standing now. At the fucking flower place with all the balloons in the background and everything that I need. There's cards and all that shit. And I'm just waiting. And, huh, nobody's there. Ten feet to the left, there are three women talking at the fucking pharmacy. One is the pharmacist. The other is a lady that works at the supermarket in her purple fucking vest. I know she worked there. And she's talking with the pharmacist. And then there's either a customer that they know or another worker that they know who's off duty. And these three women are standing there in a little triangle, yapping it up. And as I stand there with nobody behind the the register of this, um, you know, flower balloon place, whatever, the pharmacist looks over at me. And I make eye contact. And like the nice dickhead that I am, I smile at her. So then she just goes back to talking and she's talking to the lady in the purple vest. 
So another minute or so goes by, and guess what? The pharmacist lady's looking at me again. I'm looking over at her. I'm being patient. I'm saying, you know, fine. You know, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm hoping to God. I'm hoping to God that none of these people are responsible for this station right now that has nobody manning it. I'm hoping to God that, you know. But in my mind, I'm like, wow, they could call somebody. They could get somebody. They could be helpful. They could say to me, somebody will be right there. They could say something. They could say, hey, I'll be right there. Nothing. I'm just standing there with my cat food, my dog food, my paper towels, and my fucking milk in a cart. And I'm just waiting patiently. And now enough time goes by. Finally, I feel like this is bullshit. I feel a little pissed off. So I slowly move 10 feet closer to them. I walk around the little little aisle or whatever was sitting right there, a little fucking flower station and I just look at them and they're talking and they're still talking they're still just fucking yapping it up yapping it up and um finally I said to the to the ladies I said excuse me is somebody like working here and of course the lady in the purple vest goes oh yeah I could help you I'll be right there I want it to be like bitch are you serious are you fucking serious are you fucking with me right now and the fuck the pharmacy lady too, because that lady could have looked over and been like, somebody's over there. Why don't you just go see? And all I had was a question. That's the other thing. These people, they look at it, they think it's going to be a big production. Okay? I just had a question. And nothing ended up happening. So the lady in the purple vest who works at the supermarket walks over and she says, what can I help you with? And I said, yeah, those, those, um, those uh, Super Bowl and football balloons... How long are they, like, good for? Like, how long is the air staying in them? I go, if I get them now, will they be good for Sunday? And she goes, uh, oh, no, no. And she loved saying no. She loved saying no. Like, it gave her pleasure that this fucking asshole who interrupted her little talk, you know, and I heard there was like, yeah, and I don't know if she's sick or she's got this, but it was just, it was just a regular fucking talk. And God forbid... God forbid when you're working with a purple vest on, okay, in a supermarket in the evening towards the weekend. God forbid somebody has a question, right? Yeah, God forbid somebody needs you for something. So I walk over and I just said to her, you know, I said to her, How will it last? And she goes, no, no, they're, they really kind of run out of air in like 16 hours. And I go, all right, well, will they, will they be here in a couple of days? She goes, yeah, and she was so glad to get rid of me absolutely unacceptable that this woman couldn't have stopped her conversation with the pharmacist and walked over. And shame on the pharmacist who saw me first and looked over and made eye contact with me a couple times and still didn't have the lady come over. Absolutely unacceptable. Another example of shitty workers, fucking shitty customer service in, in, in anywhere that you go these days. It's unbelievable. And it's absolutely unacceptable. And I could have been like, I could have like I could have been a dick and went to a manager and be like just so you know, okay? Like I could have said who's a manager? I want to talk to the manager here. I'm standing here like nobody's here. I only had a question. These three are talking, socially talking, okay? Like they're in a fucking schoolyard in high school. They're sitting there in a fucking circle talking and I'm I'm a customer, I have a question and then I ask is somebody working here? Oh, I could help you. Really? Can you? Thank you. I'm glad you could help me. I am so glad that you can do your fucking job and stop socializing. All right, call this bitch on the phone later. Unacceptable. That's my unacceptable. All right, God, I feel better. That just fired me up, though. That just fired me up for your guys' unacceptables. 
Where are we at now? What are we? Uh, 35 minutes into the show. A lot more to talk about. A lot more to talk about. Got some movies. All right, so here we go. This one is... Okay, here we go. This one is Global Warming Slash Climate Change Hoax from Levi Wetzel. Here we go. Hi, Paul. Sorry for the late submission, but I felt uh, the needed to weigh in um, on this since nobody in the media ever brings this up. You spoke a little on episode 291 about global warming climate change, and I wanted to weigh in on this with a little common sense and scientific facts um, to supplement my point. First of all, the notion that we as humans feel that we can affect the weather is completely unacceptable and ridiculous to me. Uh, the reason the earth is hotter some years than others is related to its distance from the sun and not from human intervention. The earth rotation around the sun, uh, the earth rotation around the sun is not the same distance every year and it is affected by gravitational forces of other planets, uh, orbital patterns around the sun. Okay. Uh, some years, the Earth's orbital rotation around the sun brings it closer to the sun and thus we experience warmer seasons throughout the year. The same can be said about the years where our summers are cooler and the winters are some of the coldest on record because our orbit during those years was further from the sun. The reason politicians preach global warming slash climate change is to justify the policies they want to put into place, increasing regulation and uh, taxation of our consumption of electricity and fuel, uh, carbon footprint. Okay. I do feel we need to reduce pollution to clean up the environment and provide healthier living conditions for us, but I don't feel anything we do has an effect on whether or temperature of our uh, weather or the temperature of our planet. I'm sure many of your listeners will disagree, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Love the podcast and your comedy. Wish uh, you uh, more continued success. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, uh, Levi. I really appreciate that submission. And, um, you know, whether people disagree with you or not, or say, oh, that's bullshit, or I'm sure there's many people listening to this that do agree with you. Um, like I said, you know, I don't like to talk about things I have no fucking idea about. You know, I don't. You've, he you've heard scientists say that there's absolutely no proof and it is bullshit, and then you've heard scientists now say that it is absolutely not bullshit and something is happening here, and I, I, am, a, I am a fucking comedian. Okay, I'm going to tell jokes around the country. I'm going to Jersey tomorrow to tell fucking jokes. All right, uh, I sit here, I rant, sometimes I get mad, I curse. Um, I am absolutely not the right person to say, nor can I say, nor do I think anybody can say certainly or with certainty that something is not going on or, or whatever. And like I said on the last episode, 291, um, all I'm saying is, when I did see statistics uh, that said 2014 was the hottest, then 2015 broke that record, then 2016 broke that record, and right now we're you know in the winter of 17, 
and it doesn't seem like much is going on. So I was like, oh, maybe something is happening. Now, I'm not saying that we're all doomed. I'm not saying that I even know what that means. I'm not saying that your theory of the fucking, you know, the orbital rotation of the... I'm not saying any of that. I don't even know. Like, this shit was so deep when you you lost me. At, I mean, you didn't lose me, but I just had no comprehension of, like, what was going on when you said forces of, you know, planets, orbital panel uh, patterns around the sun. That is shit is beyond me. I can't comprehend that shit. And, uh, you know, um, it's just like crazy that, that, you know, there's so much discussion about something that is so deep. I do, I will say this. There was a time and, you know, I never want to say somebody's nuts or crazy, but there was a time where I was just like, how can we affect it that much? You know, and then I'm like, well, there is... You know, the problem that I think, and thank you so much, by the way, again, uh, Eli, for the uh, for the submission. And if anybody else wants to weigh in on it or whatever, you know, I don't think anybody is going to solve this one. But my problem with what's going on is that, you know, when I was in college, uh, before I dropped out of college to do, you know, comedy, and, and I started with a sales job and everything, um, you know... I remember being in this class and the one thing I took from it, you know, the one thing I took from college was, the, was like there are always certain classes you take and even in high school, I always from like fourth grade, you know, actually I, I've taken things each each way up in certain grades, in, in grade school and in junior high and high school and college. And the one thing in college was the population and they were like, look, there is six billion people on earth when I was in college. And I believe right now there's like 7.7 billion. Um, I believe in the next like 10 to 15 years, it's going to be like eight and a half. And it's just going to keep going up. And for me, that scares me. Now, I don't know if that means that global warming is going to or the pollution is going to get worse and and things are going to get hotter because of us. But I do know that, you know, I know what traffic looks like uh, with 7 billion people. And I don't want to see what it's going to look like when we just keep going up and up and up. So I think population is a huge, huge problem. But thank you so much for the um, submission. And uh, you're entitled to that opinion. I, I wish I could. I don't know either way. I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody really knows. But I, I like that. Um, food delivery unacceptable from Ryan. Uh, a pal Ryan says, hey, Paul, I got a second job as a fast food delivery driver recently just to help save up money. Save up more money while I look for a full-time job. Since I started, I've gotten tips on every delivery except from two people today. The first was a girl that tipped me three cents and didn't even blink while doing it. Okay, I figured not every single person was going to be a decent human being while uh, I'll be while I'll be working there. What really pissed me off was another delivery. This time it was another girl, but she paid with credit. She paid credit card, so she had to write in the tip on the receipt, add it to the total, then sign it. She said nothing, grabbed the receipt from me, and signed it uh, without tipping anything, even though there is a line for tip clearly print, uh, printed on it. She grabbed the food from my hands, which was a big order, by the way, and shut the door without saying anything. It really got me in a bad mood because her house was all the way uh, where the boundary is where we delivered. Oh, yeah. So you had to, you went right to the fucking edge. Uh, 
Uh, so it was pretty far drive, and I'm trying not to burn so much gas, you know. Uh, I know you were a delivery driver also. Do you have any stories um, of anyone who didn't tip on a big order or just people uh, who really inconvenienced you? Well, yeah, I said it once, and I'll say it again. One of the freest, best jobs I've ever had other than stand-up comedy was being uh, was working in a pizzeria. I worked in a pizzeria with my friends. Um, one of them owned it. It was great. The other one of my we were just we were just drivers, um, and we you know and it was so cool. And I, I delivered for both both of the the places. And uh, actually, no, I delivered for three different pizzerias like in high school, and I loved it. Uh, I made a lot of money on the weekends, especially with one of them. And um, I was always the fastest. I was the best. They loved me. They, they they always joked with me and said I wasn't that good in the pizzeria, but I'd come in and out, and there would just be orders, and I'd get them all delivered. I'm trying to think of some shitty ones. I remember shitty tips, but always consistently shitty. Like, I remember one house, no matter what I brought, how much I brought, and all that, there was always a $2 tip. It was always just 2 bucks, which isn't bad, but, like, that was, like, standard for, like, the fucking late 90s and early 2000s. Right now, man, you got to give somebody, I'll say this, and thank you for the submission, Ryan, uh, and that sucks that that woman did that to you, especially since you drove far for nothing. You're thinking, oh, it's a far drive, I'm at least getting a five. I, You know, yeah, I think like four to five bucks to the pizza person is, is, is something you should do. I just do. Not because I did it, just because it's like, you know, those people are trying to make some money, man. You know, if you could have, you know, you're affording to get pizza at the house and the convenience. Like, I don't look at it as you're just, I don't look at it as, you know, you're paying and they're delivering it. I'm looking at it as the delivery is an extra thing to pay. You know, the convenience of it. I'm trying to think if I got, yeah, there was definitely some cheap people, I think. Like, if the change would be like a dollar something, they would just say keep that or something like that. But for the most part, people, and I was lucky, people were cool. It was always like a minimum of like two. So this lady really does suck. Uh, thank you for the submission. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. This one is from Greg. Shitting ourselves after the bar. Here we go. Paul, here's an unacceptable you and the sultan of shit might... The, <laughs> the sultan of shit. He's talking about Kelly Meyer. What did I... Shakespeare is shit. I, I, I'm always going... In my mind, he's always a Shakespeare of shit. We need to make Kelly Meyer a, a t-shirt. We need to... Somebody needs to make Kelly Meyer a t-shirt. Or, you know, and, and or whatever. I, I If it's if you guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to do it. Somebody's got to make him a t-shirt that says the Shakespeare of shit. And it's got to be like a very, like, serious looking face on Shakespeare or something. And then something funny. Let's do that. As a matter of fact, let's do that. Let's design. Somebody design me something. I'll pay for the shirt for Kelly. All right. But let's uh, let's get some art designs and some things. Send them over to me. All right. You could send them to uh, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail, and we'll get a good we'll get a good um, Shakespeare of shit T-shirt for Kelly, and we'll have it sent over to him. We'll play with different colors and all that. Um, but this one is really funny. Sultan of shit uh, is funny. Here we go. A few years back, me and uh, the guys went out to the bar we've never been to before to see a local cover band. Fresh out of college and still living at home, we had money to spend and liquor to consume. 
This place was packed with plenty of people and the beers were flowing. Unfortunately, we all had quite the experience and have yet to solve this mystery. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> While at the bar, me and the guys were ordering pitchers left and right. The rest of the night gets pretty spotty and I have a slight, uh, I have slight memory um, of what happened after we left the bar. For the record, we were all smart enough to take a cab home. Uh, from what I've been told, my father found me at 3 in the morning talking to myself on the shitter as if I was having a conversation with somebody in the room. When I finally came uh, in, uh, in the morning, when I finally came to in the morning, uh, I was awoken by my father asking, How's that ass feel? Um, confused, I immediately felt the burning sensation in my ass along with the smell of, oh, of shit in my bed sheets. I still... <laughs> Why? Why are you guys writing me this shit? It's, it's hilarious, though. Uh, I stumbled to the bathroom only to find most of this righteous dump sitting in the bowl with not even a square, <laughs> square of toilet paper on top. I found my phone and immediately texted two guys who I went out with uh, the last night to tell them uh, what occurred after I got home. However, both of these guys had similar stories. One of the guys woke up bare-ass to the draft of him leaving his door open, passed out on the living room floor, also with burning asshole um, and a shit in the toilet. The other guy was found by his girlfriend naked on the couch, ass naked, um, but unlike us, uh, he was fortunate enough to hit the bowl uh, and sprayed shit. <laughs> <laughs> but unlike us, he wasn't fortunate enough to hit the bowl and sprayed shit all over his bathroom floor. <laughs> what? To this day, we still laugh about it and have yet to figure out what happened that night. Oh, dude, this sounds like a movie mystery where like, the movie starts with all three things you just said. Your dad with you. You know, your other friend and then the girlfriend with the guy with the shit. Just like the movie starts like that. And you guys are trying to backtrack. It's like the hangover, but like toilet version. Um, our only thoughts are we were somehow drugged because we all can handle our booze and haven't had an issue since. I'm hoping the great Kelly Meyer would be proud of the amount of burning assholes we woke up with. Lock us up in a cage with a bottle of x lax and no toilet paper. P.S. As a Pats fan and Boston native, people got to stop counting uh, Atlanta out of this game. That offense is scary as shit. Um, catch you at the Comedy Connection in a few weeks. Greg Roselli. Well, Greg, first of all, thank you so much for the submission, and thank you for coming out to the show um, in Providence uh, in a couple of weeks. Definitely come up to me and uh, you know introduce yourself. I'd love to talk more about this mystery. You need fucking the Sherlock Holmes here uh, to find out what happened. It is bizarre that you all passed out a certain way, but you did say that you guys were. Here's what I think. I don't. I know. Listen, how fucking this happened years ago. I have no facts. I didn't see the crime scenes. So I, I'm just. This is totally on a whim through a fucking computer and doing a radio show and, and a podcast that I'm. I'm even coming up with any theories. Um. 
well, speaking of theories, I got to talk to you guys about this book I'm, I'm, I'm listening to right now. Um, but I think it sounds like you guys were talking about buying pictures left and right and you were at a bar. Something tells me that somebody was either daring people to eat something hot. You guys were getting hammered. You just kept going, maybe some bullshit shots of gross stuff, and you all just ate stuff that was nasty, gross, not good from the bar, drank, you were blacking out, and you just your, your bodies couldn't handle it. I don't know. Because for all three of you guys to be drugged just seems a little nuts, but who knows, man? Maybe. I mean, maybe that should happen. Um, okay, here we go. Let's see here. Um... Eating Unacceptable from Blair. Just Blair Stewart, a regular writer into her. Uh, hi, Paul. This is a short one, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one on it. It strikes a nerve down my spine when people smack their food loudly or suck. Sm smack their food loudly or suck on their fingers when eating. I don't understand not having the concept of common manners in this day and age. Lock them in a cage until they learn to stop this gross habit. Um, thanks again for the podcast. Go Giants, Blair. Well, Blair, I'll tell you what. When I eat chicken wings, I do lick my fingers. Um, I know they give you the wet naps, but I don't like fucking do like... <laughs> like, I'm not gross. I don't like when people like their mouth clicks when they chew. That annoys me. A couple of pet peeves. That's one of them. My pet peeves, you guys know how I am. It's it's um, it's um, losing something, like little, like, oh, where's that pencil that was sitting right here? And then you can't find it. Drives me fucking nuts. Um, people clicking when they chew. Um, you know, socks need to be right. But what was the other one? I just had one that I was thinking of. Um, oh, coughing, when people constantly cough. Like, constantly. Like, I'm not talking about when somebody's like, <clears throat> I'm just talking, like, if, if you're talking and, like, the whole time's like, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and it just keeps happening. I can't. I just, that's something I can't handle. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the, um, what's it called? Oh, this is another one from her. Thank you for the unacceptable, Blair. I appreciate it. Here we go. Uh, drink unacceptable. And this is Ryan Gennaro. Uh, this is another, a lot of regulars today. Come on, guys. We need some, we need the new writers to come back. Don't be afraid. People are like, I don't know what to write. I just don't think. Yes, I will read it. I'm sure. Listen, people are writing in about shitting and have and waking up with, with burning assholes. I'm sure you don't have to worry about yours. Uh, Ryan says, $10 mixed drinks at Chris Tucker's show at the Beacon Theater in New York City and squeezable lime juice instead of real limes. Lock the... Lock them in a never-ending <laughs> botany class that teaches you how to grow uh, lime trees. Yeah, that's a little pricey. What are you going to do? It's New York City, man. It's New York City. You know, I'll be honest with you, uh, Ryan. $10 for a drink in New York City is actually not that bad. I told you guys the story where I was... Um, I was young, man. I was so young. I was probably like, I mean, I want to say nine. I want to say twenty at the time, nineteen twenty, and we went to the Cheetah Club. Me and my buddies, uh, we went. The owners of the restaurant that I worked for, we went to the Cheetah Club in New York City, and I was psyched. Right? No, I was actually no. I was. I think I was just twenty-one, because I was legal to drink. 
and those guys are walking around and they're playing all this music and people are dancing and I'm just sitting there and I never forget I was like 20 I saw this blonde chick and she was at the she was at the bar and um you know I was talking to her and I went up and talked to her and she was German she kind of had this German accent um you know attractive and everything and I was like oh man I'm going to I'm going to buy her a drink I'm going to buy her a drink for sure and um I don't even know. I think I might have started. I might have like made out with her for something happened. And I was like, I got to buy her a drink or I'm going to either buy her a drink and then try to make out with her. And I think that that's what happened. But I remember it was like towards the end of the night. And I was like, you know, I was young, man. I was counting my money. I had like 24 bucks on me. <laughs> I had $24 on me. And uh, I was like, what do you want? And she's like, I'll get a Cosmopolitan. And I remember I ordered a... um a Long Island iced tea. So the Cosmopolitan and the Long Island iced tea come in, and they were like, "That's like," <laughs> I think it was like, they were like, "Oh, twenty two fifty, and it was just enough. Like I had just enough money. It was so ridiculous, and I remember feeling bad because I think I only had like fifty cents to tip, and I didn't want this fucking blonde German chick to see me tip with fifty cents. Um, but yeah, so. And I've seen cocktails, I've seen cocktails $14 in the city and just insane for one drink. So, uh, and you're at a big show and I, I had the privilege of performing at the Beacon Theater. Actually, I had one of the greatest sets I've ever had at the Beacon Theater. Uh, I was opening for Burr on the 10 o'clock show at the Beacon and my mother was there. And my stepfather and my mother had brought friends, um, you know, that I hadn't seen since I was a little boy and it was fucking nuts. Um... But a great venue, and I hope you had a good time at the show. Thank you for the um, thank you for the submission. So let's see now where we're at time wise, because I got some more shit to talk about. This show's going long today. How annoying is it? Isn't it annoying that everybody that talks about this country and this is no disrespect, and I know I I probably shouldn't do this, especially to a fellow comic. Well, let me just say this: I'm tired of people that are not from America talking about America. I'm just not. There's multiple comics on TV talking about it. They're from other countries. You know, even when Canadians do it, it's like, it's just getting, I, I get it. I get it. You should be able to say, especially if you're living here, you should be able to talk about it. But when people are just constantly like talking about it and like you're not from here or you've been here for like four years, I just want to be like, enough, shut the fuck up. All right, go to fucking Starbucks, go relax and go do something in this great country you can't do in yours. It just annoys me. Um, oh, somebody just said, it's official. I am your first patron subscriber. This is going to be sweet. Uh, oh, nice. And he even gave a little bit of a movie suggestion. All right. Um, let's see guys, if you have anything on Twitter and then I got to talk about this book because this is, it's pretty fascinating shit. It's actually got me, my brother Christian got me into this and it's nuts. Um, all right, that's it for the unacceptables. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Here we go. This is from Ryan Jordan at Peanuts with the Z 936. When you get a little jealous over a lady's, a lady's baby niece because she is spending more time with her, lock me up unacceptable. Oh, that's, a, that's your issue, huh? All right. It happens. It happens. Babies are like babies are like fucking the Stanley Cup to women. 
they just get passed around and passed around and taken to houses and taken to houses. They're just, it is. When, when, uh, when a new baby shows up, women come flocking. It, they just, it's unbelievable. It's like a magnet is just pulling every fucking female relative from their home right up to your driveway. Oh, can I see them? Let me give me a look at that. And let's be honest, babies when they're first born, they fucking change every day. It's like, no. He looks just like you, really? Did I have fucking white shit and blood all over my fucking brow? Get away from me, you fucking dope. Uh, all right. Oh, by the way, Valentine's Day. I will be on the live podcast with Jim Florentine and Joe Matarese live at the Village Underground um, on Valentine's Day. So check that out. But I wanted to talk to you guys about this book. And thank you guys so much for the submissions. If you want to submit an unacceptable, please submit it to unacceptablesfortve at gmail. New submission, people, you are all welcome. Send them in. Please do. You could also send them to my uh, Twitter, at Paul Verzi, if you just have a quick one and it's not a story. Uh, but thank you guys so much. Now, um, I had Rachel Feinstein on the um, I had Rachel Feinstein on the show. A uh, very, very funny comic. You guys may know Rachel from Comedy Central. She's... Uh, She's in Amy Schumer's movie. She works with Amy all the time. Uh, she was in Trainwreck. She's was on Inside Amy Schumer and all that stuff. Um, Rachel's a friend of mine. She was on my podcast. She was actually uh, on... We did a show together at Levity. And she was talking about the book with uh, John Douglas, Mindhunter. Now, if you people don't know, Mindhunter is... F- if you are into crime, if you are into profiling serial killers, that's what this guy does. From the 1970s, John Douglas became so good at this that the FBI started its own division and unit, based a profiling unit based on him. He started this because that's how good he got. This guy looks at a crime scene and does not want to know facts from the police. Okay? He's like, listen, I don't want to know. Like, they'll start saying, oh, we think a suspect. And he's like, I don't want to hear who you think the suspect is. Because that's going to taint everything and that's going to make everybody want the person. And what happens in a lot of these crimes, these brutal crimes, is police officers and the law enforcement and everybody, prosecutors, they have somebody in mind and they want to get that person because they want to believe that that's it. And a lot of times it's not. And the reason why this guy doesn't make that mistake is because he doesn't listen to what they think happened. He looks at the fucking scene. He breaks it down. He finds out everything about the crime, how it happened, what happened to the body. And this guy is so insanely incredible, incredible that he will literally go, all right, the person who did this is in their mid thirties. They still live at home and they drive a Volkswagen. I'm not even joking around. He actually saw a crime and said, whoever did this drives a Volkswagen. When they found the guy, he had a Volkswagen Beetle. He also saw a crime where he said, whoever did this crime has a disfigured face or something wrong with their speech or a stutter. When they caught the guy, the guy had a significant stutter because he knew that it was a surprise because the guy would never want to be seen or talked to because he was embarrassed. And he fucking figured that out. This guy worked in the John Bonet Ramsey case. And the stuff, you know, he, he he was saying, um, my brother was telling me this. I this I did not read, but my brother was telling me that he said that he, you know, they never found who did it, and they can't prove who did it. But he unequivocally, absolutely knows one hundred percent that the mother or father had nothing to do with it, and he breaks down why. And my brother told me, and it's brilliant. And then they just reopened the case, I guess, or they had somebody else come and look at the case, and they said the same thing. This guy is an absolute animal. 
he Rachel was telling the story and he Rachel told a story on my podcast about the book. My brother Christian, shout out to my brother Christian. He's the best, the best. I love my brother. He's the best older brother you could have in the world. I hope you're listening to this, buddy, because I love you. Um, but my brother listens to my show, and Rachel got my brother so so into the show. I mean, Ra- uh, Rachel got my brother so into the book. You know, she's like sitting there on the show talking about this book, Mindhunter, and how she got obsessed with it and how the guy can just see a scene and paint a picture in his head. And my brother got it, and then he listened to all of his fucking books, read his books, and he got so into it that when he ran out of uh, John Douglas books, he started reading books on the guy's colleagues, and those are good. So I got Mindhunter from my car because I drive drive to my comedy gigs all the time, and I want to listen to something, and I'm an hour in. This guy went into a prison, and he's like, all right, I need everybody sitting here, and this guy... They were like, yeah, this one guy doesn't talk to anybody. And they're like, go tell him that a profile is here and a profile is going to break down what he did. And the guy like was just bored and did it. And he fucking sat down and he goes, yeah, so you did it that way, right? Yeah, and then when you did it, and he said like this guy just put his head down like he was nailing it. And he even said, he goes, I was kind of guessing at some things, but I had I had a blueprint in my head and everything happened to be right. He just knows it. He like... He, he broke down the John JonBenet Ramsey thing was something close to the dad, a younger person, but knew the dad, resented the dad, like, and awesome, dude. So um, there's another book called, the I guess, the, the Cases That Haunt Us, and it starts with Jack the Ripper and ends with the John JonBenet Ramsey. That's going to be next because I'm, I'm almost like halfway done with Mindhunter. you got to check this out. This, this dude is just, you know, this guy talked about the Amanda Knox thing and he said there's absolutely no way Amanda Knox did it they they just botched the case and like he breaks it down he's just an animal so it's called John Douglas uh Mindhunter check that book out crazy uh you're welcome all right you're even getting that shit wait till you subscribe to Patreon baby uh all right so here we go movies guys I saw two of them holy shit we're over an hour you know what I'm in a good mood I'm gonna give you a longer one today I saw Star Wars Rogue One, and I'm not going to lie. The first 25 minutes, I'm going, what are these people talking about? This is not that good. And then, boom, the last 45 minutes of it just painted the picture for a new hope. So, for you nerds out there, I'm sure you all saw it already. For you casual Star Wars fans, or your non-Star Wars fans, I could tell you this much. If you did see the first Star Wars that came out, and I don't mean the shitty first one with Jar Jar Binks, like, I don't mean episode one, the shitty first one. I mean the first one, Star Wars, when we were kids. A New Hope, episode four. Um, where, you know, Luke is, you know, older and stuff like that. Um, where it starts, where Princess Leia has a message. This Rogue One sets that up. So this basically happens in between Revenge of the Sith and a new hope, and then it go, flows right into a new hope. So when you watch a new hope, it's to, it would be totally different. You totally get what happened. Really, really good, amazing story, amazing last half hour of the movie, forty five minutes. Fuck, it was just like wow. I took Lucas, my son, and we both were like, wow, that was awesome because he's seen all the movies too. Uh, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. The acting was great. There was a couple of sick weapons in this one. There was a couple of new Jedi or people that could be Jedi, like that started to feel the force that was awesome in it. Um, really liked it. Really liked it. I thought that the 
I thought that there's some Vader scenes in it that are brutal and awesome and cool and just all that, man. It was just, I, I got to say, they did it really, really good. There's not much bad I could say about uh, Star Wars Rogue One. I saw that it had like 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and or, and deservingly so, maybe more. Really good. Uh, amazing fight scene and there's, you know, and you, the Death Star is in full effect in this one. Like, uh, it's great. It's great. Then I also saw, so that one gets, that one's, you know, if you're into Star Wars, that's a great one. Um, I saw uh, the girl in a tra- on the train, and uh, that was pretty good too. I liked it. It got bad reviews. It got like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it. It's about this woman who rides the train from Ardsley in Westchester, in my neck of the woods, down to Grand Central Station every day, and she's... Uh, looking out the window and seeing these suburban beautiful homes and she's seeing couples and you know I don't want to give too much away but like her memory's a little fucked up because she drinks and she sees something and a crime happens and she's you know you got to figure out what what happened with it but it was kind of a whodunit thriller and I got it I liked it I watched it alone at night because everybody fell asleep and the next night I had to work and I told my wife, I said, it's still available because I got it on demand. Watch it. My wife watched it and she loved it too. I thought it was good. I think it's just a really good story. It'll keep you guessing. Um, I thought some smart things, good acting. So check that out. I liked it both. So both movies get the Verzi Effect approval. The Verzi Effect thumbs up. The Verzi Effect absolutely um, both would have been good in a theater or on DVD. So if you did not get a chance to catch um, either, well, actually, The Girl on the Train is only available on DVD or on demand. Um, and Rogue One should be getting out of theater soon. So I caught that in the nick of time. All right. Super Bowl pick, everybody. And then we'll get into plugs. We're almost an hour and 10 minutes into the show. It is flowing nice. I'm having a good time. Very relaxed tonight. You feel that? I'm kind of having a, it's a little later on Thursday and I'm just, I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling good. Oh, I have, I have two, I have another announcement too. I will do my, I will do my Super Bowl pick and then I will give you guys another announcement. Um, and then we will wrap this puppy up with some plugs of where I am going to be performing. Um, so, I changed my mind thinking that the Atlanta Falcons were going to beat the Patriots by one or two, a very kind of last last drive win, you know, epic game. And then I'm thinking, am I really going to bet against Belichick and Brady? Every Super Bowl they were in, including the two losses to my New York football Giants, 07 and 11. You guys remember it? Okay? Uh, Those games could have went either way. The two we won, and I hate to admit this, and I hate to say this, and I'm not going to say the helmet catch, because the helmet catch wasn't luck. I really don't think the helmet catch was luck. Maybe it was luck it didn't touch the ground. It wasn't luck. Oh, yeah, you mean that lucky play where our quarterback ran and escaped three sacks while the defensive line was holding his jersey? He got away with it. Then he runs up and, like, looks downfield and sees a taller receiver on a shorter Rodney Harrison and throws it to him? Yeah, oh, that insanely lucky play? No, I think that's a fucking made play. That's a good play to make. The play in that game that could have ended it for us was Asante Samuel not intercepting it for them because the ball hit his hands and he could have intercepted it. The game would have been over. 
and then the Wes Welker drop in the next one. So it could have went either way. We ended up, thank God, the Giants ended up coming up out on top and, and may be the only blemish on Brady's Super Bowl history. But am I going to bet on this man? Am I going to bet against this man? This guy has been to six Super Bowls, and this Sunday he will be to seven. No other human being has gone to more than five. Think about that. He, last time he went, no human being has been to six. Now he's going to seven, and he's the sixth one. Now he's going to seven. All right? This is Tom Terrific, everybody. This is this is an absolute winning machine. We are seeing the likes of which we are not going to see again for a long, long time. I'm not just talking about the wins and the Super Bowl. I'm talking about the intangibles. I'm talking about the fire. I'm talking about holding his teammates accountable and making them better. I'm talking about him making white midgets look amazing. I'm talking about him making no-name wide receivers look good. Making big fucking dumb tight ends look good. Making shitty unknown players better. That's what Tom Brady does. He passes the ball to every fucking player on the field. Everybody eligible for a pass he hits in a game. He's just the best. Am I going to go against that? Am I going to go against Belichick who's been in every big game and never gets blown out? Am I going to go against Belichick who I know is going to take away Julio Jones? And make Matt Ryan go to other people to win. Am I going to do that? Am I going to go to Belichick after having two weeks of preparation for this game? Am I? The answer is no. I'm picking the New England Patriots to win this game. Um, to win the game by three or more. I'm sorry, but I'm changing my mind. I think Atlanta can win. I've been so back and forth. I feel like a politician with this game. Um... But I, 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 I'm changing it, and I think Belichick and the Patriots are going to win the game. So that is my pick. Okay, um, three point. I don't know that that they might win by, but I just don't know. But I'm, I'm going put it. And this is why I said it. If you had a gun to my head, all right. If there was a gun to my head, and and I had to pick this game, you know, if somebody was like, "Dude, your dog gets it," I'd be like, <laughs> "All right, let the dog have it." I'm kidding. But if there was a gun to my head and I had to choose and something big was on the line, like your life, I'd have to say I got to go with the quarterback that's been there this many times. I got to go with the quarterback that's, you know, going against an inexperienced uh, inexperienced team in the Super Bowl. So there you have it. Uh, when in doubt, go with gun to your head. It makes things easier. Um, all right, guys. Another announcement. I will be shooting my special. I I will be shooting my special in New York City. That is definite. It's narrowed down. It will be in late April, early May. That is done. And it will be uh, 100% in New York City and 90% in Manhattan. It looks like it's going to be there. So the more information I get. And I will probably be announcing the details on that First, I will announce the details on it here, but I also will be announcing the details first on the subscribers that go to Patreon. Again, guys, uh, if you if you missed the beginning of this show, if you missed the beginning of the podcast, um, now you can get more uh, TVE episodes, one to two more episodes, uh, if you subscribe to my Patreon uh, podcast account. So I will be doing more. And uh, you 
you pay for what you want. You will never, like I said again, you will never, ever um, pay for the Verzi Effect, the free one. You know, you will never pay for it. However, I will do extra ones to let, uh, you know, to, to just give fans more content, video content and all that. You can pay from a dollar, three, five, uh, 10, 20, and 50, depending on the package you get. And you just get totally, you know, more, more stuff uh, with it, more content and everything. But the minimum package for extra content is $3 a month, okay? And you get one to two extra podcasts when you subscribe. For five dollars, you get that. Um, so for five dollars, you will get the uh, extra podcasts, uh, one to two extra podcasts, and you will also get with the five, um, you will get like uh, inside access, like for for example, like ticket information for a show that didn't get released yet, stuff like that, inside news and updates and all kinds of stuff like that. For $10, you'll get video content, my video unacceptables and rants and stuff like that, plus everything else before that you get with the 1, 3, and 5. You know, for 20, you'll get a meet and greet. You'll get two tickets uh, to come when I headline for free. You'll get 20% off of all merchandise always and everything else you get with the other ones. And then for 50, which is the epic package, you'll get a special guest appearance twice a year on the show. Comp tickets to a show up to four people when I headline 50% off of all merchandise all the time plus all the other uh, previous stuff that you get with the one, three, five, and 10, and $20 packages. So. Uh, there you have it. But the minimum for extra content, $3 a month. Um, and you will get one to two extras where I will be doing interviews with comedians, musicians, actors, all people you've heard of, all people you want me to talk to, um, friends. I'll be doing it out. I'll be going out to when I'm out in Hollywood. I'm going to be talking to some people. I'm going to put it on this account. So this is all extra Verzi Effect podcast for you guys. Go to Patreon, P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com. Uh, search the Verzi Effect. Subscribe today. Become a member. Be- become a subscriber. And you will be getting a whole lot more of TVE. Okay? Uh, that is the show. Let me just do my plugs real quick. I will be tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I love you. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in Jersey. Um, I will be in Mount Arlington, New Jersey tomorrow at the Courtyard Marriott Hotel. One night only tomorrow at 8.30. I will be there. My buddy Alexis will be there. Um, another funny comedian, KC, will be there. Uh, I will be headlining the gig. It should be a lot of fun. That is at 8.30 tomorrow in at the Comedy Shop at the Courtyard Marriott in Mount Arlington, New Jersey tomorrow. At 8.30. I guess when you're getting this, it will be today. Today. Friday the 3rd. So when you get this published, it will probably be into Friday. So tonight, everybody, tonight, I will be in Mount Arlington, New Jersey at the Courtyard Marriott. Um, So check that out. February 18th. uh, I'm sorry. February 17th and 18th. Friday and Saturday. I will be headlining the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island. Amazing club. Amazing owners. Run amazing. Amazing crowds. I will be doing my new hour. Please come out and check that out. Also, I know it's far out, but I want to pack out Atlanta too. Atlanta, I will be there in May. 
May 18th through the 21st at the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia. Another amazing club. One of my favorite rooms. So much fun. Please check that out. And more dates are coming in in New York City um, and all over the place. I will also be, for people that ask, yes, I will be with Bill Burr at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, March 6th through the 8th, I believe. I will be in Phoenix uh, then. And, uh, of course, I will be at the Comedy Zone in um, Charlotte uh, this weekend. Next weekend, I'm sorry, the 7th and 8th. So check that out. I will um, talk to you guys uh, next time. Subscribe to the Verzi Effect podcast. uh, Extra, extra podcasts on Patreon. Subscribe now and you guys are going to get more stuff starting next week. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Until next time, I am out of here.